This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Josh and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Scott versus newcomers from the Brain Label Trivia podcast, Dave Owen Kells. Welcome to the bench, Dave Owen Kells. Thank you for having us here on the bench. Much appreciated. Yeah, why don't you take a minute and let us know uh, where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Well, uh, we're from beautiful Northwest Arkansas. Uh, We've been doing a trivia podcast together for about two and a half years. We've been friends for over a decade. I like long walks on the beach and chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> and uh, a cuddle every now and again. You know, sometimes I want to feel safe. Um, my teams of note, uh, I am a very, very big Red Sox fan. I am a, a hey, now. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, Las Vegas Raiders fan, Los Angeles Raiders fan, Raiders fan. Uh, I love the Avs. So I'm from Colorado. Did you know that, Kels? Really? Really? Yeah. I'm just finding this out. Now we've been friends for a decade. Yeah. Oh, I'm from Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like the Celtics and the, the Nuggets when I watch the basketball. Well, this is Kels. Uh, I am a fan of the Chicago White Sox. Watching me whenever you feel free. We're pretty bad. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't really, ref- I don't really um, watch too much football now because the team I used to cheer for didn't give me anything to cheer for. So, <laughs> who's that? Uh, it's the team in uh, Dallas. Why do you refer to them by name? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I look at kind of like a, it's, it's a relationship, and I can't stay in an abusive relationship for that long and not <laughs> like win me back. I want to be want to be Kate Hudson in Hong Kong. That's what I want to be. Like, <laughs> not for me. I want you to want me to root for you. Exactly. Well, wonderful. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, so, Matt and Scott, uh, how are you guys doing today? And what is your team name going to be? Uh, today's beautiful day here in Wisconsin. It's actually uh, sunny and gorgeous out, and I was out doing some work today, so. I was power washing today. So, you know, everyone talks, we like to talk about how often we power wash in this episode quite often. So doing some power washing and then uh, doing some landscaping and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a great day. I never go outside if I can help it. I I really don't much either anyway. In fact, I've been watching a lot of rom-coms with Kate Hudson and some without Kate Hudson. Um, (laughs) I prefer a good one too. Those are always pretty fun. Um, I've been listening to Triviality, and their, their episodes lately have been the the rom com episodes. So, like, put me in a mood for some reason. Other than that, I've been studying uh, for this episode. I've uh, been studying a lot of hockey because hockey is my weakness on this podcast, and it seems to cause me to lose a lot. And I need that to end. So, I've been studying a lot of hockey. So, I'm hoping that eventually that's going to come in handy for me. I'm trying to go like team by team and just learn about the franchises and who the good players are currently, and then you know going back. So. I've gotten up to like, I'm at the Red Wings now, so I'm going alphabetically by city. So uh, <laughs> I have the ads. I got the ads. I'm ready for to go on the ads. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Our team name, 
and I guess we'll reveal ours and then these guys can reveal theirs. But uh, our team name, uh, Hawk and Animal, also known as the Legion of Doom. Uh, but we're going to go with uh, the, their original name there. And that's the uh, Road Warriors. All right, the Road Warriors. And uh, Davon Kills, what is your team name for the game? I think you should handle this, Kills. Well, uh, Davon was going to be uh, Jim the Anvil, not Hart. Then Kells is going to be uh, Brett the Hitman Hart, the Hart Foundation, baby. Greatest tag team of all time, baby. I don't have enough beard. All right. Well, let's get this game on. <laughs> let's get this game underway. Uh, now on to the rules. We'll be starting off with our tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I'll explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we'll have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored as the true bench warmers they are. Let's start it off with the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one, who was the first overall pick in the 2015 NFL draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Long ago. This year alone has been like four years. So. <laughs> we can check in. Uh, the Road Warriors checked in, so Heart Foundation, you guys can talk it out. Hey, well, how do you feel about this one? I feel ambivalent. <laughs> I don't know if I, I like that. Maybe, maybe emotional, a little emotionally stunted. I keep wanting to say Jameis Winston. I mean, but I don't think that's right. Really? Did they did they suck as bad like the year after they got Jameis? No, I don't think so. He's I want to say Jameis Winston. He's the only number one that I can think of. Yeah, I want to say Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. You want to check in with that? Yeah, yeah, I feel good about that. All right, we're going to check in with that. All right, the Heart Foundation has checked in with Jameis Winston and the Road Warriors. What do you guys got? Yeah, I got tripped up by the year at first. First thing I typed to to Matt here was, was that Jameis? And then I was like, wait, was it Goff? Was it Jadamion Clowney? They were all kind of drafted around yeah. that time. But then as soon as you said Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was the linchpin for us. So we also checked in with Jameis Winston. All right, the Road Warriors also check in with Jameis Winston, and the correct answer is Jameis Winston. Uh, he, as I mentioned in the question, he was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of Florida State University. And no issues at Florida State. He perfectly clean career, no problems, None. nothing. That's uh, great, yeah. Unfortunate seafood allergy, but other than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> question two. Who was the first overall pick in the 2015 NBA draft by the Minnesota Timberwolves? Go ahead, man. I know you want to check in. I'm just checking with you. Is that who yeah. it is? Yep. No. No. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can check in. All right, so the Road Warriors have checked in, so Heart Foundation, you guys can talk it out. It's either Wiggins or Towns. So, so Dave, well, Wiggins was he was drafted by the T-Wolves. he was traded he was traded for, there as a draft pick. Yes. Okay, so it's got to be Towns. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, let's let's go with Cat. Let's go with Cat. All right, so the Heart Foundation is checking in with the uh, big cat, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Road Warriors. What do you guys got? Yep, uh, I originally uh, wrote to Scott saying Wiggins, but then he corrected me real quick and said it was Carl Anthony Towns. That's exactly what happened to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's the same thing. And the correct answer is 
Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he is the only first overall draft pick that the Timberwolves have ever had, though they should have had more uh, due to records in the past with their, their bad luck in the draft lottery. Uh, and he was out of the University of Kentucky. Question number three. Who was drafted first overall by the Edmonton Oilers in the 2015 NHL draft? Hey, well, this is all you. This is- all right. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check in. All right, Heart Foundation's checked in. Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. I haven't gotten to Edmonton. I'm, I'm on Detroit. <laughs> I'm on D. That's literally the next team I have to study. We are the greatest Canadian uh, tag team of all time. So we have to check in fast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right. So is the person Canadian or are they Russian? So. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you have any idea? <laughs> you know I don't. I have no clue either. So, uh, I'm, all right. Let's. So, I don't even know if that was that the year Connor McDavid went number one overall. I think it might have been. Connor McDavid isn't that an MMA fighter? That's McGregor. No, that's Connor <laughs> McGregor. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was wrong. <laughs> With you, know, you, I never know if you're being like serious that. or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's Connor McDavid. We'll check in with that. All right, so Roadwires are checking in with Connor McDavid and Heart Foundation. What do you guys get? Connor McDavid. And the correct answer is Connor McDavid. Hey, uh, good pull he is Canadian. Scott. And uh, yeah, the reason I picked 2015 is because I wanted to do this theme. And he was the only NHL draft pick that I had heard of in, you know, being somebody. So I thought for a warm up, that's probably the right year to go with. Yes. There you go. Good call. Well, J- Jack Eichel went went number two overall that year. So he's pretty pretty well known for the Sabres. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing off because I got a <laughs> hockey question, boys. Ugh, what a rush. <laughs> All right. So heading into the first quarter, we have a score of 30 to 30. Today's first quarter will be the Dean's List. For this quarter, there will be three top 10 lists where the teams will go back and forth guessing items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in a list, the other team can f- attempt to finish out the list. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. So our first list is the top 10 point scores for the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. So from you know, cumulatively from 1990 to 1999. And we will let the Hart Foundation as our guests uh, go first. Well, thank you, good sir. Would you like to go with the obvious, David? Yes, let's make sure we get something. Uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Michael Jordan, no surprise, is number one on the list with 15,261 points. Good Lord. Totally surprised about that one. I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> Should we go with the second obvious one there? Let's go with uh, Mr. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, no surprise, is number two on the list with 11,963 points in the 90s. Hey, Vo, would you like to go with uh, a Croatian sensation? Yes. I like me a bit of Croatian sensation. I, uh, Tony Kuko. <laughs> Tony Kukoc is number three on the list with 5,716 points. So obviously there's been a bit of a fall off. 
that's a significant drop <laughs> from two to three. Yeah, a late start. We got a bunch of names there, Scott. Which one do you want to do next? I just type in a bunch, like everyone I can think of on any of those teams, and then seeing which one you feel most comfortable about. I tell you who it's not. It's not Elton Brand because they drafted him in 1999. <laughs> I don't think he made it. Yeah, and if he did, that's incredible. Uh, technically, just to let you know, anybody drafted in 99 would not be on the list. These are for seasons that were fully encompassed in the 90s. So so then um, that first one that you just typed there, the big guy? Yeah. Okay, we'll go with uh, Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright is number 10 on the list with 1,861 points. Skating by. Well, if Cartwright made 10 and he had one of the ugliest shooting forms I've ever seen, uh, Davo, would you like to go with the, the goggled guy? Let's, I like, let's do the goggled guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go with Horace Grant. Horace Grant is number five on the list with 4,223 points. Right, Matt, I like uh, the one that I put underneath Bill Cartwright. Directly underneath. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yep, I agree. All right, we're going to go with BJ Armstrong. BJ Armstrong, number four on the list with 4,900 points. How you feel? Well, I, I kind of like my last one. You want to go with number five? Number, number five? Yeah. Line up. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's go, John Paxson. John Paxson is not on the list. He was number 12 with only 1,581 points. Do you want to mulligan this? Do you want to use your mulligan? Now, you only get one total for all three lists. Yeah. Um, There are are four answers left. Four answers. Right. You want to pocket it? Maybe we need it later on. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to play the long game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Hart Foundation is not going to use their mulligan. So, Road Warriors, you guys can try to complete the list. So the ones that have been said so far are Jordan, Pippen, Grant, Kukots, B.J. Armstrong, right? And Bill Cart. And yep. Bill Cart, right. So the ones that we have so, left. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking Craig Hodges might be on this list. Really? How many years was he there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was there early. He was in the early run yeah. of championships three championships but i mean he was a three-point scorer and so he was just, the number two option behind well no pippen was still number two was, but he was yeah three. um luke longley was on the second iteration how many he was how long was he there though too he wasn't there although and he wasn't a huge scorer but he he got about 12 well, none of these guys a game or so right none of these guys are going to be huge scorers it was just jordan pippen <laughs> i mean who coach got his but he had Ron um, Harper on there too. Ron Harper was there for how many years? Two or three? Four or five. Oh, really? That long? Yeah, he, I think he got there around when Jordan was retired, and he was there through the the three championships. I say we go Hodges first, and then Harper after that. All right, let's do it. We'll go Craig Hodges first. Craig Hodges is not on the list, yes. and he didn't even accumulate a thousand points. I only have players down who've accumulated a thousand points, so he was somewhere <laughs> below seventeenth. Below seventeenth. Do you guys want to use your mulligan? I know, I know, I know. You don't want to, but and well, and they already okay. But there is four left. But the chances of us, right. I'll bet you a dollar, all four of the ones that are left are ones <laughs> that you have written out here. Maybe, but I don't. I don't want to risk it. Let's let's save it. 
Okay. All right. So you guys are not using. So the remaining four on the list at number six, the current coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve a- Kerr with 3,109. Number seven, Matt mentioned him, Ron Harper with 2,760 points. You guys also mentioned number eight, Luke Longley with 2,326 points. And at number nine, nobody mentioned him, another Bill. Bill Wennington. Wennington. Bill Wennington. Wennington. Wennington put no fuck. (laughs) Right? I don't remember that. (laughs) I'm shocked about Longley. So Longley wasn't on the list, Uh, right? No, he was. After that, there was Will Purdue, John Paxson, which we talked about, Stacey King, Randy Brown, Scott Williams, Dickie Simpkins, and Dennis Rodman. So I was going to say Rodman was way down there. What was he, number 20? He was number 17. He was the lowest of okay. the ones to score at least 1,000 points in the okay. Yeah. So I would have put Judd Bushler over Dennis Rodman as far as scoring. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Scott Burrell, even. Yeah. That's saying. So each team, each team earned 30 points off of the first list. Not bad. Moving on to list number two. We have the top 10 NFL kickers with most field goals made in a career. And this time the Road Warriors will get to go first. And I'm sleeping, but I just put two in the chat there. Oh, did you? I say we go with the second one I put. I know he's going to be on this list. Yeah, and played forever. So yeah, go with that one. We're going to go with Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is number one on the list with 599 made field goals. Let's go with, uh, let's go with Morton Anderson. Morton Anderson is number two on the list with 565 made field goals. Okay. So we're going to go with uh, Josh's all-time favorite kicker, Gary Anderson. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Gary Anderson, <laughs> number three on the list with 538 field goals hey he only missed one <laughs> kick that season just happened to be the biggest kick it's not Bla- i didn't say blair walsh day. so i mean actually I, I dislike blair walsh much more than i dislike gary anderson i actually like gary anderson but... no and he had a really good season that year you can't blame him for missing one nope and plus at the time that he missed it it wasn't like it was at the end of the game it was still with plenty was, of time left it was close to all right we all need enough. to get down anyway. into this stuff right? we, no. <laughs> the packer fan can get up on the this opens some old yeah yeah so some car, scar tissue <laughs> so let's uh let's go with uh what the one you mentioned in chat there kels oh sebastian you know yes that one all right sebastian janikowski is tied for ninth uh, with 436 made field goals. I think the one that I just typed here a minute ago, I mean, he played for 20, 21 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he played for a long time. Yeah. You mind if we go with that one? I, I don't love it, but yeah, let's go for it. I, I mean, I trust you if you feel so strongly about it. All right. We're going to go with uh, Detroit Lions, Jason Hansen. Jason Hansen is number four on the list with 495 made field goals. Hey, I get one once once or twice a year. I pull something out. I remember, you know, the Detroit Lions kick a lot of field goals. They don't score a lot of touchdowns. They don't score a lot of touchdowns, that's for sure. Uh, Let's go with Jason Elam. Jason Elam, the other player tied at ninth with 436 made field goals. (laughs) Hey! Well played, David. 
Yeah, I like that next one, Scott. Do it. Yeah, I figured. I mean, Elam and, and him were contemporaries. So when I think of Elam, I also think of David Akers. We're going to go with David Akers. David Akers is not on the list. He is 12th oh. all time with 386. We have four left, numbers five through eight. Would you like to use your mulligan or save it for list number three? Oh, wait. So we have, how many have we gotten correct so far? Three and they... You each, again, currently have three correct guesses. I don't know, Matt. I Part of me wants to use it. But also, I think a part of me also says that those two that you wrote in a row up there just a couple minutes ago, I'm going to say that both of those two are on the list. Well, they said one of them, so we know. Like, Oh, that's right, yeah. So they said Prater, that's right, yeah. Nope, they didn't. Now we have to say it. Now we have to use the mulligan and, and, and say no, it. No, they didn't. No, they didn't say that name. And now you just did. Let's, let's use the mulligan. All right, so you... So... The Road Warriors are using their mulligans. You guys are teed back up. And now we have to go with uh, Matt Prater. Matt Prater is not in the top 20. What? That's surprising. Yeah, it is. He's been around forever. So the Road Warriors have uh, exhausted their uh, mulligan. And Heart Foundation, you guys can try to finish out the list. Okay. Uh, I'd like to go with uh, Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson, number eight on the list with 441 made field goals. All right. So the current kicker for the Patriots, Goskowski, I mean, he was their kicker when they set the scoring record. He's been their kicker forever. Been there for a long time. I just don't know if he's if he's been there, you know, 438 field goals long in a long time. Fair enough. Now who who was the kicker from the from the Manning era Colts. Benatari was there for a, a minute, a bit. That was, that was like, before. that was later, right? Vanderjack is what I was thinking about. Mike, good old Mike. That's what I was thinking about. The drunk kicker. <laughs> yeah. <him. laughs> I don't know if he kicked, I don't know if he had that long a career though. Fair enough. I don't uh, know. This, this, this is your wheelhouse again. I, I trust yeah, you. At this point. I'm running out of kickers to kick down the road. You know, I actually have a, a thought. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try one since we we can't. We're a little bit ahead. I want to take a risk on one. If you don't mind? I do not. All right. I'm gonna say uh, George Blanda because he played forever and kicked forever. George Blanda is not on the list nor in the top twenty. Oh, sorry, Kels. That's all right. So. There are three kickers left. Would you like to use your mulligan or save it for item three? I would, let's pocket that. Yeah. Save it. All right. So the three. Josh, can I can I guess one here? Sure. Or we had a left field. Sure. Is Jan Stenerud on there? Jan Stenerud is not in the top 10, but was 16th overall. Okay. So number five was John Carney with 478. Wow. Numbers. With the Panthers forever? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, number six yeah. is Matt Stover, 471. Okay. And seventh is John Casey. Actually, I think Casey was the, John Casey's the Carolina, the guy. Carolina kicker. Carney. Oh, yeah. I get my Casey's and Carney's mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those were the three that rounded out the 10. Others in the 10 to 20 were Matt Bryant. Uh, we mentioned David Akers, Nick Lowry, Robbie Gould, Stephen Gaskowski is 15th. 
Um, Jan Stenerud, Norm Johnson, Ryan Longwell, Olindo, Mare, and Eddie Murray. So Vanderjack wasn't on the top? Vanderjack is not in the top 20. Yeah, remember, there were a lot of touchdowns scored for Peyton Manning's Colts. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, and the point. same, and that's why Stephen Gaskowski, I think, is down quite a bit. You think, yes, he was on it's, the Patriots kick, kicking for a long time. He just kicked a lot of extra points. And Vinatieri <laughs> started with the Patriots and then moved over to the Colts. Correct. Then too. Correct. Yep. Right. Right. Okay. So that moves us on to list three, and Hart Foundation still has their mulligan. List three. I need the top ten players with the most career hits. While playing for the Boston Red Sox, okay. you, this is all you. And uh, we're back to start with the Heart Foundation. This is all you. Yeah. I, I got one. I got one. one well, you possible. say you're one. While I think of others. Well, I got to go with Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams. Ted Williams is number two on the list with two thousand six hundred and fifty-four hits. Let's go with that first one. We both seem to agree on that. Yeah, so. we'll go with Carl Yastrzemski. Carl Yastrzemski, number one on the list with 3,419 hits. I'm wiped. That was my other guy. Mm-hmm. Go with it. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, not yet. They just went with it. No, no. So. Oh, your other guy is just taken <laughs> by our opponent? Yes. <laughs> That's no good. Um, <laughs> uh, David Ortiz. David Ortiz is number six on the list with 2,079 hits. That's a good one, man. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. (laughs) Go with it there, uh, Scott. All right, we're going to go with Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn is not in the top ten. So, uh, Heart Foundation, you you guys get to try and finish out the list, and you have your mulligan. So, I want to lock in... I want to. I want to say uh, uh, Dewey Evans, Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans, number four on the list. Yeah, nice pool. I want to say Jim Rice. Jim Rice, number three on the list with two thousand four hundred and fifty-two hits. All right. This is this is this is this has got to be how uh, Scotty Pippen felt watching Mike on the ice. This is, <laughs> I'm gonna let you do work and. I'll get back first no defense. I want to say Nomar. Garcia Parra. Garcia Parra. You're checking in with Nomar? Or you're going Nomar? Nomar. Nomar is yeah. not in the top 10. He was 17th with 1,281 hits. So I'm assuming you guys would like to use your mulligan. No, they don't They don't need to use it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go yeah, crazy. We're going to use the mulligan. All right. Uh, Heart Foundation, you're teed back up. All right, um, Dave Lowe. How long did Pedroia play in Boston? Still playing. Played a long time. Really? He's still he's still in yeah. Boston. Yeah, he just he's he's very injury prone in the, this stage of his career. Oh, okay. How good was it? Very AL MVP. He's he's a good a good player. Okay. How long was um? Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Wade Boggs. <laughs> I was, I was wondering, wondering when we were going to get to Wade Boggs. <laughs> yeah. Wade Boggs, number five on the list with 2,098 hits. How, how, how long was Manny there? Or Johnny Damon? Good. Manny was there almost 10 years. He was there for a while. Manny had a good run. 
Okay. And he's a good pick. Whatever you feel I, comfortable I, with, man. He was there longer than Noma. <laughs> See, there's I'm gonna kick myself because I am forgetting a bunch of really notable players. And I'm gonna kick myself, but but we're talking longevity and uh, but Pedroia mm, Manny Ramirez. We're doing it. Manny Ramirez is not in the top ten. He <sighs> barely cracked the top twenty. He was twenty. Oh, oh. So wow. the Fash, four... can, I, can I throw one out there? Sure. Oh, is Babe Ruth on that list? No, Babe Ruth was not on the list. He, I didn't think so. He was there for seven years, so I thought maybe. So number seven on the list is Bobby Dewar. Ah. Number eight on the list was mentioned, Dustin Pedroia. Mm. Oh. Number nine. Dude, I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> number nine, Harry Hooper. And number oh, a good old Harry. Number Hooper. ten, a, a little callback to episode one. Dom DiMaggio. Oh, good old Dom. Dom that is why I picked the Excellent. career hits awesome. of 10 so that we could get a Dom DiMaggio reference callback. Beautiful. Way back in episode one. Won me Dom a game. Nice. So after the first quarter, we have the following scores. The Road Warriors are sitting at 100 points. And the Hart Foundation has the lead with 150 points. Today's second quarter will be David v. Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. All right, question one, David. Who is the only two-time winner of the Heisman Trophy? Question one, Goliath. Who won the first Heisman Trophy in 1935? Well, we can check in. All right, Heart Foundation has checked in, so Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, you're right with the, with the David Archie Griffin. Is, yeah. yeah. The Goliath... I. I've never heard that name before. Jay Berwinger? Yeah, I know he's the first of something. And I can't remember if it's the first Heisman Trophy winner, the first number one overall draft pick. Like, he's, he's the first of, of a pretty substantial list. Do you have any idea where he went to school? Probably Notre Dame. Everybody back in the 30s went to Notre Dame. Do you know, like, <laughs> what position he played? Nope. I don't. Uh, I mean, there weren't wide receivers back then, right, Matt? Well, this is 35. Is that what he said? They would have been called ends. Uh, yeah, so. I my only know. issue is like we're down 50 already, you know? Yeah. Coming into this. And it's all my fault, Matt Prater. Screw you, Matt Prater. Um, <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> no, definitely. Probably not won't be the last. No, we just lost the listener. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> we lost the one, the one Matt Prater fan out there. Like, oh, I was so into these guys. How dare you? I don't, I don't know, Matt. Like, I feel like this is an area we can go for it. make up some points, you know? This is a, I mean, this is something I should know. This is like ancient sports history, and this is my thing. So, Matt's wheelhouse. Yeah, it is. Matt's wheelhouse. It is my wheelhouse. I'm disappointed in you. Ancient pre, sports history. Pre 1965 is my, uh, <laughs> especially football. I should know this one, but I don't. I, I think we should go for it. Why not? 
All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, check in with Goliath, and the answer being Jay Burwanger. All right, the Road Warriors are checking in for Goliath with Jay Burwanger and and Heart Foundation. What do you guys got? Uh, University of Chicago, I believe, Jay Burwanger for Goliath. So uh, it wasn't answered uh, officially, but we'll talk about the David first. The correct answer of the two-time win, the only two-time winner is Archie Griffin. He won back-to-back Heisman trophies in 74 and 75 for Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. Nope. For Ohio State nope. University. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not nope. gonna feed into their ego. No, no. They're Ohio State University. And the Goliath, the correct answer is Jay Burwanger. Uh, he won while playing for the University of Chicago. Good job, Kells. And go Maroons! And in 1936, Scott, you'll be glad to hear this, Burwanger was the first player ever drafted into the National Football League in its inaugural 1936 NFL draft. So he was first for both. There we go. Good call. Tells who was the coach of that uh, Chicago team. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Vince Lombardi, probably? uh, No, wasn't that uh, Stag? (laughs) Who? Stag? Amos Alonzo Stag. I, I don't know who that is. He was like the the big famous coach of college football for like the first forty or fifty years of college football. Was Stag was the big guy. There's a whole ton of stuff, and then the University of Chicago just axed the program. I just know that Burwanger his award wouldn't call a Heisman because they didn't call it that until the next year after well, John Heisman them. died. It was a downtown. Um, Athletic Club, Athletic Club Award or something. Yeah. So then retroactively, they called it, they gave him the credit for being the first Heisman winner. First Heisman, yeah. Yep. Okay, moving on to question two. David, who was the last American League pitcher to win AL MVP in 2011? Question two, Goliath. Prior to 2011, who was the last American League pitcher to win the AL MVP in 1992? Talk to me, Goose. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right, Scott. Okay. So you want to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and check in. Yep. All right, the Road Warriors have checked in. So Heart Foundation, you guys can talk it out. Okay. I'm I'm very positive on the on the David question. It's kind of my nature to be positive on David questions. So. So I kept wanting to say someone like Apier, but I in '92, but I don't think it's Kevin Apier. I, I want to say there was a weird, like, why did he win the MVP kind of MVP in '92? But we have a bit of we have a bit of a lead, so let's just let's just go with what we know. Points on the board. Yeah, points on the board. All right, we'll check in with the with the David. Okay, and your answer is. Justin Verlander. All right, so Heart Foundation checks in with David, with Justin Verlander, and Road Warriors. What do you guys got? Well, we checked in with the David, but we know the Goliath now, but we're checking with David with uh, Justin Verlander. Okay, and just for fun, do you want to say who you came up with for your 92? It was Dennis Eckersley. He had like 53 saves that year or something stupid. So So the correct answer to Goliath, as Matt just said, is Dennis Eckersley. Uh, that year, uh-huh. he also won the AL Rollades Relief Man Award. And the <laughs> Rollades Relief Man. 
That's a big rollade on his mantle. <laughs> and the correct answer to David was Justin Verlander. Uh, that year, he finished the year with the pitching triple crown. Ooh. So both teams getting points for the David. Moving on to question three, David. In 2017, MLS expanded adding what two teams that share the same team name? Question three, Goliath. Of the original 10 MLS teams from 1996, what team is the only one that no longer exists? Note, four of the original teams have had name changes. So they exp- so 2017, they expanded. Adding two teams with the same team name. So you want that same team name or the cities? It's really the cities because the team same name, team name is, is the same. same. See, I'm just trying to get the strength. If you can give me the, the location, that would be fine. The two locations would be fine. And if you want to throw in what their team name is, that'd be great too. Hey, well, I can assure you anything you type, I'm willing to go with. Oh, come on. I need a little bit more objectivity. <laughs> <laughs> I can name like three teams. We'll uh, we'll check in with our answer. All right. So Heart Foundation is checked in. So Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. Okay. So because New York just when they expanded, I thought that New York had a second team, didn't they? Right? Because New York had another team before, and then they got the Red Bulls or something recently. I, I live here, and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, yeah, I know the New York, but I don't know when they came into the MLS. Well, there's isn't there? There's two. There's a new was a new team in LA too. There's the Galaxy, and I think there's another team too. Probably not. They play Rams. at like Seafoam Stadium or something like that. Well, how many teams did they just expanded the two teams? Right. I don't know. So I like New York. Let's say should we just say New York and LA, or New York and Houston? I just feel like New York and LA wouldn't share a team name. You know, like I, I don't. It'd be, you know, such major markets. That's like having the New York Lakers and the LA Lakers. Like, it just wouldn't work, you know? But it's a brand name. It's the Red Bulls is based off of Red Bulls, so it's a sponsorship thing. I think that's, if we're even right. I don't even know clue if we're even right. All right. I've said that at least a dozen times before on this this podcast. (laughs) Edited out every single time. We can't can't only do... Big four. So every once in a while we got to make No, there's no problem. This is a completely yeah. legitimate question. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that I am stupid. So that's the problem. <laughs> Matt, that's, that's, that is both yours and my role on this podcast yes. when we're competing. So Matt, if you, if you like New York just, and LA, then no, we're going to go with New York and Houston for the David. All right. Road Warriors are checking in with New York and Houston for the David and heart foundation. What do you guys got? Salt Lake and Toronto. They checked in with Salt Lake and Toronto. Unfortunately, no points will be awarded uh, for this question. These questions. Uh, So the David, the correct answer is the Atlanta United FC. And oh, let me lean this way. See the, the, the scarf back there. That would be the Minnesota United FC. So the addition of the five stripes and the loons brought MLS up to 22 teams. So they are both officially the the F, United FC, which I thought was strange that two expansion teams came in with technically the same name. And the Goliath, the correct answer is the Tampa Bay Mutant. Those four teams that changed their names so are still officially the same 
teams. The New York, New Jersey Metro Stars are now the New York Red Bulls. The Dallas Burn are now FC Dallas. The Kansas City Wiz are now Sporting KC. And the San Jose Clash are now the San Jose Earthquakes. Anytime you name your team the Wiz, we got issues. Just saying. <laughs> How did that make it in the, in the official newspaper poll? Was it like Wiz and just below that Admiral Akbar? Yes. And should have been below the, that soccer McSoccerson. The Kansas City dry rubs or something like that would have been better. <laughs> no, that's Memphis. I mean, That'd be Memphis. It, it might have made more sense for him to be the Oz rather than the Wiz. Yeah. But Heck you know. yeah, exactly. Right. Question for David. In 2004, what tight end led the NFL in receptions with 102? Question for Goliath. In 1985, what running back led the league in receptions with 92? We're going to check in. All right, the Hart Foundation has checked in. So, Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. So, if you think that David is a callback from a previous episode, then do you think his Goliath is a callback from a different episode too? Perhaps, but I, again, I don't. What, what callback would that be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember many many questions about about running backs. Some of those guys that we named here, but I, I think that David. You want to go with David? Let's go with David then. All right, we'll we'll check in uh, with Dallas Clark for David. Okay, Road Warriors, check in with Dallas Clark for David and Heart Foundation. What do you guys got? We checked in with the Goliath of Roger Craig. And you checked in with the Goliath of Roger Craig. So we'll start with the David. The correct answer to the David question is Tony Gonzalez. Uh, he is third all-time in receptions with 1,325 behind only Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, we were stuck between those two. And the correct answer to question for Goliath is Roger Craig. Oh, wow. He is 99th all-time in receptions with 566. <laughs> so even though he led the league one season, <laughs> that's that's you know that set uh, most of you know that was over a sixth of his catches in one season. He figured he got them all out of the way. After that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ruined. All right, on to the last pair of questions for David V. Goliath. Question five, David. What four-time Defensive Player of the Year holds the record for the worst career free throw percentage at 41.7%? Question five, Goliath. Who holds the record for consecutive free throws made in the NBA with 97? You want to check in with that, Scott? Yep. Yeah, I, I, that just sticks in my brain that there was something about what I said there. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, Road Warriors have checked in, so Hard Foundation, you guys can talk it out. I feel pretty good about both, um, honestly. With the with with the white, no. Oh, with, with Ben. With Ben, he was awful. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's. I just, I'm just not sure how many times he won Defensive Player of the Year. Same thing with the white. I know he won at least three. I'm pretty sure Ben won four. I think Ben won won four. And as far as free throws, I mean, I don't think Dwight is below fifty percent bad. He's not good. Bad. Let's yeah, let's 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 
let's not give him too much credit. Boy, he's not, right. He's not good at it. He's, no. Um, but I feel good either way, to be honest. So you want to go with the Goliath, Mark Price, or a great Ben Wallace, David? Oh. Uh, you know, let's go with the Goliath. I feel pretty good about the Goliath. All right. So we're 25 then. All right. We're going to lock in with, uh, we're going to check in. Habit. Just a habit. Got to remember the gimmick. <laughs> 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 I'm so used to locking in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, We're going to do Mark checking Price. in with, with Mark Price. All yeah. right, so they're checking in Goliath with Mark Price and the Road Warriors. What you guys got? I'm probably wrong, but I thought I remembered that uh, Steve Kerr held the record and that Steph Curry beat the record while he was his coach. So we said Steph Curry, but I'm pretty confident now that we're wrong. So you checked in with Steph Curry for the Goliath. So we'll start with the... Uh, David, um, you were correct with one of your two big men you guys were talking about, Dave Owen Kells, uh, the four-time defense player of the year with the lowest free throw percentage, is Ben Wallace. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other player to win four defensive player of the year awards is Dikembe Mutombo. And the correct <laughs> answer to the Goliath is neither of your guys' guesses. Oh, what? The correct answer is Michael Williams. Oh. He made 97 free throws oh, in a row nice. for the Minnesota Timberwolves in 1993, spanning parts of two seasons. No harm, no foul there. Yeah. yeah. So heading into halftime, we have the following scores. Uh, Road Warriors are up to 170 points, but the Hart Foundation has increased their lead. They now currently have 270 points. A lot of points left to score. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. There will be a theme running through today's halftime show, Academy Award-winning actors. The term actor is used for both males and females, and Academy Award-winning actor refers to actors who won an Oscar for either leading or supporting roles. If an actor has won for writing, directing, producing, and or lifetime achievement, it does not count for these questions. Note, at least one actor for each movie won an Oscar for their role in said movie. Question one. What two Academy Award-winning actors starred in the 1980 movie Raging Bull? I'd like to, we like to shake in. <laughs> no, you, right. you would like Art to Foundation. check in. <laughs> <laughs> I was still typing. <laughs> Art Foundation is checked in, so Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, it's De Niro and Pesci. Good. Yep, Robert De Niro and uh, Mr. Pesci. I forget his first name right now. Joe Pesci. Yeah. So the Road Warriors checked in with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Uh, Heart Foundation, what do you guys got? Uh, Robert De Niro won his Best Actor uh, Oscar in... Raging Bull and Joe Pesci will win his later in the films. The correct answers are Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. And as you said, De Niro won Best Actor in a leading role for this film. Question two. What three Academy, Academy Award winning actors starred in the 1996 movie Jerry Maguire? Check in. So Heart Foundation is checked in. So Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. 
So I think you're right about about Renee Zellweger, right? Did yeah, she win Renee for Chicago? Yep. Did she run for Chicago, right? And then Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding. Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yep. I think so. Yep. So we'll we'll uh, check in with Renee Zellweger, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise. All right. Road Warriors are checking in with Cuba Gooding Jr., Renee Zellweger, and Tom Cruise. And Heart Foundation, what do you guys got? We we checked in. I did. Yeah. I'm he so did. sorry. <laughs> he checked in really early. Yes, he did. I'm really so quick. sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, so you've uh, seen this movie because I know two. Yes, I know two. I know two. It's Cuba. I know two as well. Cuba, Renee, and who you got? Oh, I know. Well, can they, I say they already, che- they already checked in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can say it's uh, Regina yeah. King. She won an Oscar for if if Bill Street could talk. So. Heart Foundation is checking in. I'm going to allow them to have that third name since apparently they didn't initially. I'm going to allow it. Uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr., Renee Zellweger, and Regina King. And the correct answer is Cuba Gooding Jr., Renee Zellweger, and Regina King. I'm so sorry, guys. Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise has not won any Academy Awards, not even as a uh, producer or director if he's done directing. So I thought that was a little bit of a surprise. He was nominated. Uh, sorry. So Cuba Gooding Jr. won uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for this film. And question three, what two Academy Award winning actors starred in the 2004 movie Million Dollar Baby? Uh, check in. We'll check in. Our <laughs> yes. foundation is checked in. I'm not going to check in again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun I still again. don't even know what happened last time. So Yeah, I'm still <laughs> confused. <laughs> Yeah. The Road Warriors. Uh, you guys can talk about Matt, this is uh, Clint Eastwood, Hillary Swank, Morgan Freeman. He only asked for two. What two Academy <laughs> Award winning actors? I'm just naming the cast. I can't name the cast just to get them on the right track. Oh, <laughs> I, like who's in it? <laughs> well, Hil- I think Hillary Swank won for the. I know Hillary Swank won for Boys, Don't, three. For Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Credit Kid 3. And Clint Eastwood, and right? Clint Eastwood was one for like Grand Torino and a couple of, I mean, he's won yeah. a couple of Academy Awards. So yeah, we'll check in with Hillary Swank and Clint Eastwood. Road Warriors are checked in with Hillary Swank and Clint Eastwood. Uh, Heart Foundation, what do you guys got? If, if I may, Dave, well, if you don't mind. Oh, please. Uh, my, my cohorts, um, Clint Eastwood was nominated twice for Best Actor and never won in 92 and 04. He did win Best Director those years. But Morgan Freeman won his Oscar for Million Dollar Baby, along with Hillary Swank picking up her second. Her first one was in Boys Don't Cry. Right. So Heart Foundation is checking in with Hillary Swank and Morgan Freeman, which is the correct answer. And Kells, you are correct. Swank won for uh, Best Actress in a Leading Role, and Freeman won his best his actor for uh, his Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role for this film. Moving on to question four. What two Academy Award-winning actors starred in the 2009 movie The Blind Side? We'll check in. Heart Foundation has <laughs> checked in. Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. <laughs> Matt, don't, don't jump down my throat, but I've never seen this movie. I've never um, seen it either. Okay, all right, cool. I Obviously, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. This movie. I honestly couldn't tell you Isn't- what- is Bill Pullman in this movie? Isn't he the dad or something? Michael O's dad? <laughs> no, well, he played... I know, I, mean. I know. Like her husband, you mean? Yeah. 
Um, uh, I have no, I have no idea I, who else, who's the coach or who's. I know Sandra Bullock and Michael Ower. Like, obviously not the actual Michael Ower. I think it's the guy that played Notorious, though, wasn't it? No, different guy. Was it? Okay. Um, but it's not him anyway. So <laughs> I don't even know if I'm, I'm, number one, I don't know if Bill Pullman was in the movie. Number two, I don't even know if Bill Pullman won an Oscar before. So I don't, I don't think he has, even if he's in the movie. I mean, which is a travesty. I think he should have won for Casper, but <laughs> <laughs> back to Casper. I'll bet you a dollar that's on Hulu right now. Scott's getting paid from Hulu. Probably <laughs> rolling aliens was a tour de force. It, it probably is. Uh, I have no idea. Do you want to go with like the guy who's in a ton of sports movies that, and then you kind of forget he is in uh, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid? He was in that yeah. movie? No, I don't know. I have no idea who the second person is. Did so Dennis I'm throwing Quaid out a guess. an Oscar for something? I don't think so. The rookie, Nick, I think. Then. The rookie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Inner space. No, he won for Day After Tomorrow, of course. <laughs> I'm good know, with whatever maybe, you maybe, want to go with, buddy. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm, maybe I mean, too, I care, but I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. So let's just name an Oscar winner. Do you want to probably maybe an, act, an actress? What's the gal? What's the gal that wins all the time? Meryl Streep? Yeah, let's go with her. Sure. <laughs> okay, sure. We'll check in with Sandra Bullock <laughs> and Meryl Streep. All right. <laughs> Road Warriors have checked in with Sandra Bullock and Meryl Streep. Uh, Heart Foundation, what do you guys got? Sandra Bullock is correct. She won her Oscar for that, for The Blind Side. Yep. And the tutor of Michael Orr was Kathy Bates, who won an Oscar for Misery. Once again, Kells is just wiping up this category. The correct answers are Sandra Bullock and Kathy Bates. I'm an Oscar nerd. I apologize. No apologies. Hey, yeah, I didn't cool. realize that your this was hitting one of your sweet spots <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, this is it. This is the This is... The one. This is- in hindsight, Matt, Kathy Bates probably would have been a great guess. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like the uh, the Academy Award Awards night is the night where my wife stays up the latest that she ever stays up, and I go to sleep the earliest because I'm like boring. This is stupid. <laughs> All right, so uh, Road Warriors. The good thing is there's only one question left. Thank goodness, and that's question five. What two Academy Award-winning actors starred in the 2010 movie The Fighter? We'll check in. Art Foundation has checked in. Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. I think we can check in, Matt. I think this is Mark Wahlberg. Christian Bale, Bale. and yeah, Mark I think Wahlberg. It, did Wahlberg win uh, like a supporting? I don't think he's ever won Best Actor. I think he's won a supporting one before. Has sure Christian Bale what? won before? Who played the girlfriend in, in The Fighter? Uh, I think actually she might be one of the answers, though. I remember seeing some sort of thing about it, how she, because she was kind of playing kind of a strung out drug addict, right? No, that was Christian Bale's act. That character was the strung out drug addict, right? He wasn't acting. Uh, (laughs) We just lost Christian Bale. Christian Bale's not going to listen anymore. We're not Matt Prater or Christian Bale. Neither one of them are listening to our podcast. Yeah, I, I can't. That should be the title of this episode. <laughs> so, so, but you think it's Christian Bale, but not Mark Wahlberg, or Wal- it's Mark Wahlberg? Is the I don't feel strongly about either one of them. I don't feel strongly about any of them. I'm surprised either I got... one of them could have snuck in as a supporting actor, I suppose. But 
Mark Maybe Wahlberg for, something uh, like American Hustle. in my brain that he wasn't. Oh, yeah. So you think Christian Bale won it for American Hustle? I don't know. I'm just naming movies that maybe he could have snuck a supporting actor Oscar out of. That he's was been, terrible. He's been in a bunch of good movies. I mean, Transformers. <laughs> oh, Christian Wahlberg? Bale was in Transformers. Oh, you're thinking think, of Mark think Wahlberg. About Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Wahlberg won for like The Perfect Storm or something. I have no idea. Like The Departed. I don't think he won for that. Hmm. Nominated. That was a great supporting. Uh, role that he had though so yeah. you want to say Christian when you bail and the gal who dated mark Wahlberg. i i can't remember her name at all but so let's just go with the two people we know are in the movie even if we know what's wrong so we don't sound as Wahlberg and bail <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right roadwares have checked in with uh mark Wahlberg and christian bale and heart foundation what do you guys got hell's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what every Hart Foundation match was. That's that true. Bret Hart would get in there, get beat up, and then Bret Hart would be in there for 35 minutes. Uh, you you guys are half right. Christian Bell won his Oscar for The Fighter. And Melissa Leo is the other Academy Award. Yep. So the answer is correct, Kells, but your your bit about Christian Bale is not. Melissa Leo she won. won for... Uh, best supporting actress, uh, Christian Bale just won. Oh, he won for um. Uh, two, uh, was that the was that the, when he was uh, Dick Cheney? Did he win for was that the Dick Cheney role? I don't I don't think so. It was okay. I got to look it up now. That's that's driving me crazy. I thought he won for hold on for for playing uh, Dick Eklund. Hasn't he won two? Has he? He's won only two? won one. And y'all were referring oh, to for Batman. And Amy Adams was Christian the Bale. girlfriend. In the fighter, one Oscar. Hold on, I'm almost there. <laughs> uh, nominee, nominee, winner. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> he did win for the fighter. I, I didn't think he did, and I didn't have that in my notes. So, Kells knows things better than me. So, both of them won because Melissa Leo did win for the fighter. When it comes I, to Oscar I, trivia, we just drop it. And walk I am away certainly not. I'm. I will never question Kells on Oscar things if I if I ever get a chance to have more. Trivia stuff with him. Oof. So yes, the correct answer was Christian Bale and Melissa Leo, both who won for their roles. This was a sports podcast at one point. Just FYI, no, just kidding. I'm just All of those tough. movies, I know, are just, sports movies. I'm just trying to think of a wise ass comment to make. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like two uh, girls running for homecoming queen every time you guys <laughs> get together. It's just constant jazz back and forth. <laughs> all right so heading into the second half or heading in yeah heading into the second half we have the following scores word warriors only picked up 20 points in the halftime so they have 190 the heart foundation swept the halftime they are up to 370 points there's still points to be had but uh road warriors need to start getting some right answers we need better questions, then we'll get to Yeah. <laughs> what happened here? What happened to Scott? Just so you guys are aware, every single time Bombeck is the host, Scott just just rakes. Hey, there's a first time for everything, man. Right, yep. Now we'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. 
And if you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. This quarter consists of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with a correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one. What Big Ten University made its first appearance in the NCAA Division I men's basketball tournament in 2017? Hey, I think they're both good answers. I don't I don't Yeah. We, we can roll. I tend to want to go with I tend to want to go with yours because you've been doing so well. You're on a hot streak. It was the Oscars. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't think of a single basketball player from either of those two. Okay. So, Which one do you want? We, we can roll. Column A, column B. Uh, we, we, we can roll with yours. Okay. Uh, we'll check in. All right. Heart Foundation's checked in. So, Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. So, the only reason I think it's Nebraska is because we were in Nebraska with my wife and watching. I think they lost to Oregon in the second round. But I'm not even confident that they didn't make it before when they were in the Big 12 or in the Big 8. Right. I know that Nebraska historically has a terrible basketball program. But then again, I think so does Northwestern. It's one of those teams where they seem to be pesky, but they're always at the bottom. Yeah, I, I remember them in the NIT a lot. Penn State yeah. and Northwestern are always in the NIT. Um, because the strength of the Big 10 schedule, even if you're a moderate team, you're going to get pounded by a Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, right. so Illinois. He, he said that, you know, they made their first one in 2017. For some reason, I'm not inclined to think that Nebraska, that wouldn't be really a big deal if it only took them five years. Well, no, he didn't say that they made you know it I mean? the first time in 2017 as a Big Ten school. He just I said, know, but what Big Ten school made their first right. appearance in 2017? No, I know, I know. So you're you're leaning towards Northwestern? I, I mean, I don't have any actual evidence to support the evidence that i do have is i know that nebraska was good for one season here a couple years ago okay i have no idea if northwestern has been good enough to make the the dance anytime within the past 10 years i think they did have one season where they were halfway decent but i don't remember what year that was if that was four years ago 10 years ago or last year okay how do you what about how do you feel about Rutgers and or penn state I have no clue about Rutgers. I have no idea. But they're like, Rutgers is like New Jersey, right? Yeah. How could they not have a good blast basketball program from time to time? I mean, they got a ton of unbelievably don't. crazy talent there in the Northeast. Yeah, but no, everyone's going to Syracuse or, you know. Nova. Nova, yeah. Xavier. Yeah. Georgetown. Temple, you know. So. Yeah. What do you want to do? I mean... We, let's go with Nebraska. All right, we'll go ahead and check in with Nebraska. And if I get it wrong, then Scott's going to throw something at me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, sorry, you guys checked in with Nebraska? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Road Warriors have checked in with Nebraska. Heart Foundation, what do you guys got? Northwestern. And the correct answer is Northwestern University. Uh, they were a number eight seed, but uh, beat number nine seed Vanderbilt in the first round and lost to number one seed Gonzaga in the second round. Matt, Nebraska has been to the NCAA tournament one, two, three, seven times, including a four-year stretch from 91 to 94 where they went every year. And Rutgers has been one, two, three, six times, but they haven't been there since 1991. Question two. Damian Lillard was the sixth overall pick in the 2012 NBA draft out of what university? We can check in. Road Warriors are checked in. So Hart Foundation, you guys can talk it out. I only see him in one jersey right now. And he's waving by Russell Westbrook. That's the only jersey I can see him in. I know McCollum came out of a small school too. Did he go to school in like the, like on the West Coast? Or am I making that up? He's a West Coast guy. It makes sense. Was it in Washington somewhere? It was in Washington, I don't think. He didn't, he didn't go to Washington. I have a notion. Do you? Mm-hmm. Roll with it. You guys, can actually, you guys can actually say names out loud. They, they had checked in. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but we're, we're doing – I'm being extra tricksy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Roll with it. Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's roll with it. Okay, we'll check in. Well, hold on. Well, no, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Kells is the only one allowed to check in from us, apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, I don't think – I don't – I think it was a smaller school. Oh. Let's <laughs> see. And, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you went to school in the, like at a like in a Power 5 conference, though. Oh no, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. He didn't go at a power. He didn't go power five because he came out of a very small school. Where did he go? Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> no, I think it was West Coast. I think it was. West Coast. Uh, I, Scott knows. I mean, he's just waiting for us. Yeah, he's one, <laughs> he's one of my favorite players. So, yeah. Where did he go to school? I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> I, I got. I got. I'm gonna be mad when I hear it, but I Me too. All right, we're gonna we're gonna check in with the with our with our guests. All right. And what is your guess? Washington State. So you checked in with Washington State mm-hmm. University and Road Warriors. What do you guys got? The much smaller school than that. Uh McCollum went to Lehigh. Lillard went to Weber State. The correct answer is Weber State University. What's your stance on uh, on swearing on your show? Because Kells is about to go off. <laughs> well, if if you swear, we we'll whistle that out. We have a whistle. <laughs> he has, so Lillard was a two-time Big Sky Player of the Year in 2010 and 2012, and his number one is retired by Weber State. The theme-linked answers thus far are Northwestern University and Weber State University. Kels, did you have Weber State? Is that why you're gonna yell at it? It was no, 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 no. That's not it. I, I was, I was seeing the the initials for the the college, right? And it was like, man, I know it's not as big as Washington State, but right. I feel like that's very close. Are Weber State's colors like purple? Is that purple in there? I know he we went. <laughs> know anything about the school? <laughs> the only person I know that's ever gone to that school, so I have no idea. 
All right, moving on to question three. What team did back-to-back batting champions Michael Kadire in 2013 and Justin Morneau in 2014 play for? We can check in. We can check in. We can check in. Road Warriors are checked in, so Heart Foundation, if you've got your answer, you can tell me what it is. Uh, they were the they played for the the Twins. So you're checking with the Twins? Yeah. All right. Heart Foundation has checked in with the Twins and Road Warriors. What do you guys got? They played for the Colorado Rockies. And the correct answer is the Colorado Rockies. Uh, however, both players did have 11-year stints with the Minnesota Twins prior to playing for the Rock. If I got an answer about Michael Kadiah wrong, my wife would murder me. <laughs> she, she has one love, and that's not me. That is Michael Kadiah. <laughs> so the theme-linked answers thus far are Northwestern University, Weber State University, and the Colorado Rockies. Okay, moving on to question four. The Rochester Royals were one of the original 17 teams for the NBA. After their third move in 1985, they became what current NBA franchise? We can check that in, Matt. Oh, you know it? Okay, cool. We, we can check in as well. Well, then let's start with the uh, Heart Foundation. What do you guys have for an answer? I believe the Royals became the Kings, and that would put them in Sacramento. So the Heart Foundation is checking in with the Sacramento Kings. Road Warriors, what you got? Also checked in with the Sacramento Kings. And both teams are correct. It is the Sacramento Kings. Their first move was to Cincinnati, and their second move was to Kansas City, uh, where they changed their team name to the Kings so as not to be confused with the baseball team. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Northwestern University, Weber State University, Colorado Rockies, and Sacramento Kings. So question five, what current NFL team's marching band was the subject of the ESPN's 30 for 30 episode, The Band That Wouldn't Die? We can check in. We can check in. All right. Uh, Heart Foundation, what do you guys got for an answer? Uh, The Baltimore Colts marching band. Uh, Let me just give you a rephrase real quick here. I'm going to let you, you know, give it a thought here for a second. I said, what current NFL team? Uh, Although maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should penalize yeah, you guys. Come for on, that. no. <laughs> All right. You know what? Since you guys have the lead, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, Heart Foundation checked in with the Baltimore Colts as an answer. It was the Baltimore Colts. It is the Baltimore Ravens. But the correct answer is the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry, Heart Foundation. I did say what current NFL team. It's all good. We I jumped the gun. That was my bad. So the this band, they helped campaign for football to return to Baltimore after the Colts moved. And because they stayed in Baltimore after the Colts left, the band is nicknamed the band that would not die. Uh, the Washington football team, which we will not say their name, are the only other NFL team that currently has a marching band. So the theme-linked answers for this round are the Northwestern, or Northwestern University, Weber State University, Colorado Rockies, Sacramento Kings, and Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Road Warriors were the first to check in with a theme-linked answer after the second question. No. What did you guys come up with for your theme? Teams that wear purple, Josh. 
Heart Foundation also checked in with a theme guess after the third question. And what did you guys come up with for a theme? Purple. <laughs> and the theme, in fact, is teams that all have purple as a primary color, a.k.a. teams that wear purple. And I do believe I deserve some credit for not including a Minnesota Vikings question. You didn't go obvious. We yeah. like it. So after the third quarter, we have the following scores. The Road Warriors are making up some ground. They currently have 370 points. And the Hart Foundation has the lead with 460 points. So it's only a 90-point difference heading into the fourth quarter. That was totally my bad. I should never check in without telling people. <laughs> Dude, it's all right. It's all right. That brings us to the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. Uh, this quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, Super Bowl champions. Question two, NBA Hall of Famers. Question three, active NHL players. Question four, World Series MVPs. And question five, NCAA champions. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. And just send those to me via chat when you have your wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in Super Bowl champions. Who is the only person to play on three consecutive Super Bowl championship teams? We'll check in. Heart Foundation is checked in. So Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think he played, Dion played those two years with the Cowboys and then he played with the 49ers the next year and they beat the Chargers. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm good with that. Oh, we're gonna we'll go ahead and check in with uh Deion sanders all right road warriors have checked in with Deion sanders and heart foundation we're checking in with charles haley you are checking in with charles haley unfortunately both teams are incorrect however you both have the right two teams the correct answer is ken norton oh, he was a member of the he was a member of the Cowboys for Super Bowls 27 and 28, and he joined the 49ers to help them win Super Bowl 29. The uh, wagers there? We didn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, what did uh, Road Warriors, what did you guys wager? We wagered 100. And Heart Foundation, how much did you wager? You wagered 80. 80. So points lost after for question one. Question two. In NBA Hall of Famers, what Hall of Famer was selected 40th overall by the Phoenix Suns in the 1974 NBA draft, the lowest NBA draft pick to be inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame? Heart Foundation is checking in. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Road Warriors, you guys can talk it out. Matt, if you feel good about it, fine. I got nothing, so... I'm pretty sure that Dr. J made his intentions known that he was going to go to the ABA and he was not going to go to the NBA because he wasn't going to get the contract that he wanted. But the Suns drafted him late in the second round thinking that they were going to at least have control of him when he came back to the NBA. But that was 74 and the NBA and ABA didn't merge until 76. And uh, his rights at that time was in New Jersey and they sold it to Philadelphia. 
when the NBA and ABA merged because he was with New Jersey and the ABA. So I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. <laughs> I don't think it's Dr. Dre. I mean. It was not Dr. Dre. So I'm I'm like 80% sure it's Dr. J. Okay. We are going to go ahead and check in for 100 points with Dr. J and Julia Serving. So Road Warriors check in for 100 points with Dr. J and Heart Foundation. What do you guys got? I was thinking that Dr. J got drafted by the Hawks or something. But anyway. Our answer may not be wrong, even though Matt had built a compelling case. It was very nice. He does that a lot, and then it's he does that a lot, and then it's still wrong. <laughs> yeah, I can still be wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh very well. Dave. We checked in with for a hundred points with Dennis Johnson. And the Heart Foundation checks in with Dennis Johnson. Unfortunately, everybody's losing points again. The correct answer is George Gervin. What? Nice man. Nice man. After two seasons, so after two seasons in the ABA playing for the San Antonio Spurs, Mm -hmm. Gervin became NBA eligible in time for the 1974 NBA draft. The Phoenix Suns selected Gervin in the third round with the 40th pick. However, Gervin elected to stay in the ABA and kept playing for the Spurs. So similar to Matt's, I mean, obviously yeah. there were a number of players sure. who did that. And this was George Gervin. Well, your explanation was compelling. All right. As we keep chugging along with wrong answers in the fourth <laughs> order. <laughs> and now on to another wrong answer. And now a hockey question. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> question three in active NHL players. Who is the active leader in career points? Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll check in. Yes. Road Warriors are checked in. So, now, Art Foundation, you guys can talk it out. I'm thinking either Crosby or Ovechkin. Yeah. Say the kid or. But there's always that weird, like, Yarmir Yager still playing for some god awful reason or. He'd have to be like in the 60s now, right? He was playing up until like two years ago. He's played for like 10 teams. Well, he's not playing now, though, right? I don't believe so. Well, no one's playing now if we're going to get technical. They started I, up their, their camps again. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. August 1st. So um, it's not Jonathan Pays or Marion Hosa. No, not Marion Hosa. I'm, 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 yes, I'm, that's, a, that's your limit? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've reached guys. my ceiling. Oh, my God. Joe Thornton's played forever, but he's not that big a point scorer. Okay, so who scores points? Who runs Barter Town? Okay. Who runs Barter Town? So. I'm leaning toward Ovechkin, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I know he scores a lot. And it was a big deal. Yeah. I'm leaning toward So. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll check in with a with an answer. We have to say for actual points. Yeah. So you're checking in with? Uh, For 40 points, Alexander Ovechkin. All right. So. Heart Foundation has checked in for 40 points with Alexander Ovechkin and Road Warriors. What do you guys got? Say it, Scott. Yeah, we wagered zero points on this one. No surprise. Uh, and checked in with uh, the pride of the Minnesota North Stars. Then he got injured. So then he had to coach a bunch of kids in a peewee league. Then with Gordon Bombay. So <laughs> that was good. It's beautiful. Road Warriors check in with, with Gordon Bombay. <laughs> For zero points. Um, unfortunately, once again, oh my. neither team has a correct answer. 
However, towards the end of your discussion, Devo, you did say the correct answer. It's Yager, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it is Joe Thornton. Thornton. He oh, has 1,509 points, 420 goals, but he is the active leader in assists with 1,089. Does that count? I forget how long he's been playing. To make you feel better. Oh, yeah. Alex Ovechkin is second with 1,278 points. Can we get and... half of our bet then? <laughs> and Sid... <laughs> no. That would make me feel even better. Sid the Kid Crosby is third with 1,263 points. Dang it. Yeah. I'm just dragging the team down, Kels. Dude, I'm no, so sorry. I was going to do better. I don't even know who Joe Thorne is. Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa. <laughs> oh, Patrick Kane. <laughs> Just because it's getting interesting, Josh, we should do a score update now. (laughs) Yes, we should do a score update. Um, After three incorrect guesses consecutively for both teams. They get shut out all across the board. The Road Warriors have lost 200 points and are down to 170. And the Hart Foundation has lost 220 points and is down to 240. So it is only a 70-point game. Heading into the last two questions. I have an important question for you, Josh. Yes. When we get all the rest of these wrong and we both tie with zero, do you have an overtime question for us ready? I always have overtime (laughs) questions. Cue it up. Let's go. (laughs) Question four in World Series MVPs. Three players have won World Series MVP twice. Two were starting pitchers, and one was an outfielder. Name the name two of these players. All right, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, Road Warriors have checked in. So, Heart Foundation, you guys can talk it out. Should I? So, I'm, I believe I'm wearing one of them. Yes. And uh, I really, I really think that Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax, like, like they alternated, like winning World Series and MVPs both were very dominant but i i feel comfortable with either well let's go uh we'll go with your gut man you take this one. Oh, don't do that i like the answers too <laughs> i like them too it's just i feel like if i say them it will transmute the paper to be wrong so <laughs> why don't you say it yeah but but you like you like sandy more i do because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure both of them want but we'll we'll we're, we're gonna check in with uh mr october reggie jackson and Sandy Koufax. For how many points? 70. 70 points. All right. So the Hart Foundation has checked in with 70 points for with uh, Sandy Koufax and Reggie Jackson. Uh, Road Warriors, what do you guys got? Yeah, we clued in on Reggie Jackson pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to the we, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a shirt yeah, entirely. Yes, I know I should have won with Dr. J. Oh. <laughs> but then we, we I tossed around a whole bunch of Yankees pitchers from the uh, 2000s. And we couldn't come across one that we thought was a good answer. So then Scott said, older guys. And I said, well, back in the 60s, Bob Gibson and Sandy Colfax went back and forth all the time. And Colfax was dominant. So, But we uh, checked in with Reggie Jackson and Bob Gibson. I know he had that 168 where he had like a 2.1 ERA or something ridiculous. So Bob Gibson, Reggie Jackson. For how many points? 85. So Road Warriors checked in. For 85 points with Bob Gibson and Reggie Jackson. And we already heard the Hart Foundation checked in for 70 points with Sandy Koufax and Reggie Jackson. The correct answers are Reggie Jackson, 
Bob Gibson. Come on. And Sandy Koufax. Ah. So, Koufax won his two in 1963 and 65 for the LA Dodgers. Gibson won his in 64 and 67, like you said, kind of going back and forth for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Jackson won them in 1973 for the Oakland A's and in 1977 for the New York Yankees. Three home runs against all around. Mr. October. So, but with the points all around, since the Road Warriors had 15 more points on the wager, they've closed the gap a little bit more. Heading into the final question, we have the Road Warriors with 255 points and the Hart Foundation with 310 points. You shouldn't really stress out when you wear a sweater because it gets really hot. No. <laughs> it's warm out here, man. It's circulation, man. It's Arkansas. Man. All you right. Everywhere. The final question of the fourth quarter in NCAA champions. What school has won the most NCAA Division I men's ice hockey championships? Okay. He tricked you with another hockey question, Scott. Honor McDavid. He did not play college hockey. <laughs> I'm about 90% sure on this, Scott. So Maybe don't say it, that. We don't have to give them any sort of indication how confident we're. Oh, no, I don't think that. I wrote a question about this for a sports trivia face-off. So I'm just trying to remember if I know for sure which one it was. You can type all this to me. You don't need to cast it. Dad. <laughs> this is what he does. <laughs> How is it that you're 90% sure, but then you say it's between two? <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be 50% sure in that case? He's 100% uh, sure that it's one of two. <laughs> you split that how you like. 90% sure it's one of two. So he's 45% sure. <laughs> or he's yeah. Actually, 45%. Sure. 60% you want to lock time, in, man? Yeah, it works. In yeah, yeah, we can lock in. lock in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll lock in. Yeah. All right, so the Heart Foundation's checked Check in. in. That's all right. Don't worry about <laughs> it. it. I, was, I wasn't official yet because I said locking yeah. in to my partner. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, All right, that's... so are you guys, uh, are you guys officially, officially check in? checking in? Yeah. All right. On the bench Heart Foundation has officially checked in so road worries you guys can talk it out so the question that i wrote about this was about appearances in the frozen four championship game and i know that uh michigan north dakota and minnesota are like 14 13 and 12 but i'm i'm like 90 percent sure that michigan has eight championships and north dakota has like six and minnesota has five or something like that. So I'm, like I said, 90% sure it's Michigan. Okay. You're not so getting We're going to go ahead and check in with in. the University of Michigan. All right. For how many points? 85. So the Road Warriors are checking in for 85 points with Michigan and Hart Foundation. What do you guys got? Uh, we have North Dakota, and I'm checking in. We are checking in with 25 points. All right, and the Hart Foundation is checking in for 25 points with North Dakota. The correct answer with nine total championships, Michigan. 
Denver and North Dakota have each won eight. Wisconsin has won six. Boston College, Boston University, and Minnesota have each won five. That math did not work out for us. It did not. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. The Hart Foundation finishes with 285 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Gary Kubiak Award with (laughs) 340 points, the Road Warriors. Hey, woohoo! On a hockey question. It all came down to the final question. Uh, So that was an exciting game, guys. Uh, Dave Owen Kells, thanks for joining us today. Our pleasure. It was a pleasure having you on our podcast. Uh, Before we end the episode, is there anything you guys would like to say? And feel free to promote your podcast. Well, uh, we've had a fun, fun, fun time. This was really good. On our show, It's uh, we have a bunch of people who are on our show that are anti-sports ball. They don't don't do any of the sports (laughs) at all. So this is a welcome welcome exercise for those trivia muscles. Um, If you'd like more trivia of a different sort, pop on over to Brain Ladle Trivia. We've been doing it for a while. I think you'll like our show. If you like this show, which is a great show, you'll like ours as well. So Brain Ladle Trivia is where you can find us. Absolutely. I will second that recommendation. It's a, it's a, it's a good listen. Just like to say that I appreciate the cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. <laughs> cup of coffee in the big time. <laughs> And don't think we're going to forget this defeat, guys. No. We're, we're, we're coming back. We're coming back for them them tag team titles. We want them. I, I sweat my ass off for mm. a victory. I didn't get it. So. <laughs> Since this thing started, basically, I've been clamoring to get an all-wrestling episode. It sounds like you guys would be game for something like that. Yes. Yes. So yes. Happy to have you guys back on for that. Absolutely can do that because i want to I, make the questions then i want to compete you guys can compete we've got uh mike williams wants you know wants in on that dan could hold his own we definitely matt from triviality could come on like we can have a six-man tag match even if we want <laughs> like i would be happy to team with you two yeah to take on to take on three you know three other maybe a bench warmer and two other guests or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> it's good good game josh i appreciate you writing that you always write high quality games. I appreciate it. Very good game. I always, I, I always win question. them. <laughs> hey, but Scott, you ended up still pulling out a victory, I, even, I, yeah. even though it wasn't looking good for a while. I don't know how. I don't know how that happened. I, I'll tell you right now, they deserve that win just from Kels alone. You did like that. Yeah. So, though we didn't have a music halftime, it was a pleasure to watch Kel's work with oh the God. Academy Award winners. Absolutely, dude, you He's like crushed that halftime. I wasn't expecting yeah, that, it, but I appreciate it. That's 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 in the the bench warmers. Uh, you know that'll be in the Hall of Fame one day for one of the most impressive yeah. rounds. It'll be in our lore. Our that's up there with page. like Andrew naming every current hockey coach. It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> amazing. Like, yeah, that's that's up there with that. Thanks for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch, stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night.
That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP. 